This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. the sky. Ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Jonathan Kahn is with us for the full two hours and his latest it's a mind blower, folks. The Oracle, the Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. And again, how do we get a copy of the book? It's uh, it's probably on the shelves as we speak. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Yeah, it's being released right now. Um, it should be on the shelves everywhere, from Walmart to everywhere to Amazon, um, all that. But if you also, if you get it within this first week of September, uh, and you go to the oracleiscoming.com, you're also going to get $80 worth of other books, e-books. And, uh, it's the oracleiscoming.com. You'll get all that, the oracle plus that, but you can get the oracle everywhere. All right, so back to uh, these amazing mysteries and oracles. And... Uh, the Day of Priests. If Do we have time for the Day of Priests? Um, we can do it, but we can also go to the Babylonian Code if you want. Either one. Okay. <laughs> you choose. All right. Let's, let's move ahead Let's because there's so much here. Okay. Let's get on to the okay. Babylonian Code. Yeah, we can only touch, obviously, on these things. Yeah. Amazing thing is that, that when you look at the destruction of ancient Israel, the first temple, the one who destroyed it was King Nebuchadnezzar. And there's a period of time between that he, he goes to Jerusalem, and, and it's when it, some people say the time of the Gentiles begin at that time. He, he takes over the city, Jerusalem loses its sovereignty, and then later on he comes back and he destroys the entire nation. The nation of Israel is destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. How long was that period? It was a period of, between the two, was a period of 19 years. So 19 years from when Jerusalem loses its sovereignty to to the day that the nation of Israel is destroyed from the earth. Amazing thing, because I said, remember, with these mysteries, God reverses everything. He's bringing resurrection. The amazing thing is that, is that if you take the day, you take when Israel comes back to the world when 1948. 1948, and you count, that's, that's the time of Israel's resurrection. Count, count 19 years, and it takes you to 1967, the time of Jeru- when Jerusalem is regained. So the ancient, the ancient formula, you could call it, the Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian code, that's 19 years from Jerusalem to the destruction. Now it's 19 years from the resurrection to Jerusalem. And, it, and I went deeper into it. If you go deeper, it even, it even goes, it's 19 years and a month. And that's exactly when, if you take May 14th and go 19 years and a month, it's, it goes to the day that, it go, or the time that Israel regains Jerusalem. I mean, that too. Even Nebuchadnezzar is part of the mystery. Donald Trump, Nebuchadnezzar. Why, why does God play around with these numbers? Is it because he wants to leave breadcrumbs for us to discover? I think God is, I think God weaves everything together. I mean, I think, I think, he, I think he's, I think he's amazing. I mean, I think, I think that, 
that, you know, that it, it's just, it, I believe it's happening in our lives. It's happening in the world. We don't realize it. I mean, and again, this mystery goes up to where we are and beyond. So I, I think it's happening in all things. We see it so powerfully when it deals with prophetic things like this. And, and I think there's so much more. You know, I, it shows you how real God is because God doesn't have to, quote, trumpet all this. He doesn't say, hey, look here, look here, look here. It's just there, you know. And, and I think he allows us to see it, to see how real he is. But I, I think it's the working of God. He's weaving. It says he works all things together, you know, for our good. I think he weaves everything together. We don't, we don't see half, you know, we don't see a, 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 a little trace of it, but, but when we catch a glimpse, that's what the oracle is catching. It's amazing. It's real. Uh, is there more to the, uh, the, the Trump uh, mystery? Yeah. Yeah. Trump, I mean, there's a lot to it, but I'll just, I'll just touch on, well, well, you know what? <laughs> there's so much, Richard. Um, there's so much, yes, with Trump and, and, and where we are. Um, but, you know, if, you know, if you want, just because we have, I'm you know, just trying to get to so many things. If you want to get, I'll do it if you want. Do you want to get to the summer yeah. of love or do you want to get to, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I think because we, ha- we do have some time here. We're in, we're in pretty good shape here. We're moving along on schedule. Okay. Okay. So do you want me to do Trump or Summer of Love? Uh, let's do a little bit of Trump and then we'll get to the Summer of okay. Love. Yeah. Okay. Well, Trump, we mentioned in the last time that his mystery, is, it, the mystery linked to the trumpet and the Jubilee. Um, and not only that, it's also linked, but there's also a link to Cyrus. But you know, you know, you know Trump, I, I mentioned that, that there's this 70-year thing with, with, with Cyrus. Trump becomes president when he's 70, the 70 years as, he's, he's kind of like taken off actually where Truman left off. He's He's born again from from the other Cyrus. He, he his presidency is seventy years from the other Cyrus. Remember, Cyrus is always linked to seventy years. Truman and Trump they even sound alike. Um, T R U M, and they're linked by seventy years at the same time. But also, Trump actually people don't realize this. Trump actually he actually spoke as King Cyrus. It was the Persian New Year. And, and Trump does something that no president ever did. He, he speaks about King Cyrus and he actually quotes King Cyrus. So he's actually talking as King Cyrus. And as, and as we, we, you alluded to, you're the, you brought this up and that is that, that there is the, the, uh, he built, he, you know, Trump, uh, Cyrus was a builder. Trump is a builder. He builds the house. Now, Trump in that declaration, if you look, I won't go through it, but the declaration that he issued follows the pattern of Cyrus. It recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Judah or, or the Jewish people. It speaks about the rebuild, the return of Jerusalem. It speaks about the right of the Jewish people to Jerusalem. That's Cyrus. And it speaks about building a house in Jerusalem. It was the temple back then, but in this time, at least the start, it's, it was the, it was the, American embassy that he planned. Now, months later, five months later, the the embassy opens up. And when does it open up? It opens up on May 14th, May 14th. May 14th is, of course, is the birth of Israel. And but the interesting thing, it wasn't just the birth of Israel. It was exactly 70 years from the birth of Israel. It's exactly, so you've got, you've got, when Trump makes the declaration, it's 70 years on the Hebrew calendar from the vote of Israel. That's the, remember we talked before, he makes it, he makes that Jerusalem declaration. But then when the, when it's fulfilled, the, the next year, it's on the, it's on the exact 70 year, another 70 year, end of 70 year, Cyrus, the house is established in this case, established. And there, there's actually a scripture, it's an appointed word for that week, and you know what it was? It was, it was, it was the, it was the ordinance of the Jubilee, everyone shall return home to their possession. 
But but not only that, when Trump Trump makes a speech on that on the day of the opening of the House, and the speech he starts out by speaking of Truman, that is the other Cyrus, what he did seventy years before, and and now get this, Richard, I, we, we spoke about Trump's name, Trump, you know, and we with the Jubilee, but another thing, when God restores his people, he always has a world ruler to sanction it. You had we mentioned we had King Cyrus back then, you had you had actually have Lloyd George, Prime Minister of, of Britain. At the time of the Balfour Declaration, you have Truman, the world ruler, at the time of the rebirth, and now you have Trump. Well, his first name is Donald. What does Donald mean? The name of Donald means world ruler. <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> in what language does it mean, Don, um, world, or just in English? Um, it's, 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 it's a Latin. I mean, it's a it's a Latin based, you know, okay. language. You know, like it could be. I don't know if it's French or or, or Scottish or you know something like that. But right. yes, it's a regular. That's Donald. That's what it means. It means world ruler. All right. So, 1967, of course, uh, you know the the um, the Six Day War. We talked about that, but 1967 was also out in San Francisco, the Summer of Love. What does yeah. that have to do with the Oracle? Yeah, well, well, again, it's restoration, and it's the year of jubilee. Now, the thing is that that in the in the very beginning of the age, if you if you remember, um, well, here's what happened: Jerusalem was destroyed. Now, when Jerusalem was destroyed, it affected not it affected Jewish believers. You you, you had the apostles in Jerusalem, you had the disciples in Jerusalem. It affected the whole church. You know, everything changed when Jerusalem was destroyed. So Jerusalem is destroyed, and and from that comes the disappearance of the of the apostles, and then the disciples, and gradually Jewish believers disappear from the earth, pretty much. Well, in 1967, Jerusalem was restored. The Jewish people re-entered Jerusalem. So could it have caused, could something have happened? Well, the amazing thing is, 1967 wasn't just a a return physically. In the same time, it leads into the greatest revival of Jewish people coming back to the Lord. If the disappearance of Jerusalem was the disappearance of Jewish believers, the reappearance of Jerusalem becomes now the reappearance of Jewish believers. You start having Jews for Jesus, you start having all these things, all these things come back, and they and and the major ministries trace themselves, or the major revivals trace themselves to the year 1967. And, and the other ones, including Jews for Jesus, trace themselves to the Summer of Love. The Summer of Love is 1967. When did it begin? June 1967. So the same month of the Six-Day War. So Jerusalem disappears, they come the disappearance. Jerusalem reappears, what happens? The Jewish people have a revival, not just the Jews, it affects the whole church, too. So even in that, even when you see in churches, you hear the name Yeshua now, you see you see shofars going, yeah, they never had that before. That's restoring what was lost 2,000 years ago. All right. Um, we just have a, about a minute here. Let's uh, tell people once again how they get a copy of the Oracle as we head into the break. Yes, the Oracle is coming out right now. It should be sneaking onto shelves right now. The official release is, is the first week of September. Uh, you can get it at Walmart. You can get it in Amazon, everywhere online. You can get it right now. If you order it, I'm supposed to tell this by the publisher, if you order it within the first week, by uh, up till then, from now on, um, you'll, you, you can get $80 worth of free books of, of mine in ebook form. And it, if you go, all you have to do is go to theoracleiscoming.com and you do it. Theoracleiscoming.com and you'll get on top of the Oracle, you'll also get the other free gifts. All right. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll figure out where this mystery yes. is all leading and yes. uh, we'll reveal the keys that God's people are to know and do in this hour and in the days to come. Jonathan Kahn, my guest, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Different views make great conversation. 
This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. All of these mysteries are just, as we say, mind-blowing, they're chilling and so forth. But where is this all leading? Well, amazing thing, you know, <clears throat> the, if, if you gotta, you gotta go to the beginning of the mystery. The, the beginning of the Jubilee is basically, you lost your inheritance, you lost your ancestral possession. It's, it begins with loss. Well, it begins, all these things that we're seeing were the restoration of what was lost at the beginning of the age. Um, and that is, that is Jerusalem, the Jewish people spread out to the nations, all that. But the Jewish people weren't the only ones who, who well, I don't want to say that. The, the, non, the non-believing Jewish people weren't the only ones who, who spread out and lost, who spread out from Jerusalem. Before they spread out, there was, the, the, the apostles left Jerusalem, they went from Jerusalem, and they went out to the world. This has affected church history, world history, all of history is affected by this. Um, um, the Jubilee, now what we're seeing is the return of what was lost or departed in the beginning of the age. Well, it all comes down to one moment. There's one key moment when all these things began. There wasn't 70 AD is when the Jewish people left. Before that, the apostles go out to the world. But before that is the event of all events. It's the, it's the departure of all departures. We, we go to the Mount of Olives, and it is Messiah. Messiah begins this mystery. Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, he's standing on the Mount of Olives, and he departs from Jerusalem. He's the first one to depart from Jerusalem, and everything follows him. So if he departs, that means everything's going to depart. So he departs from the land, he departs from Jerusalem, therefore, he's the king of Israel, and a king, a nation has to follow its king, so therefore the Jewish people are going to depart from Jerusalem and, they're, and, and from Israel. And so the whole age is all begins with Messiah's sandals departing from, him departing from the Mount of Olives. Now, if the, and all the things we saw, but Therefore, if the Jubilee and Mysteries are all about the return, the return to Jerusalem, the return to the land, the return, then it's all leading up to the ultimate return. That's where the mystery's heading. See, see, you know, if they're returning, you know, he left and then, then Jerusalem was gone. Well, if Jerusalem's come back, that means he's coming back. If the, Jeru- if, if the Jewish people have come back to Jerusalem and to Israel, that means the king of Israel's coming back to Israel and to Jerusalem, which is exactly it. You know, when, when he left, they said, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said, it's not for you to know the time. But the one who's restoring Israel behind all these things is Jesus, Yeshua. Yeshua. It's his hands. So it's all about, it's all leading up to that day. You see, the mystery of the Jubilee is that you're, you know, there's a separation between, you know, the, 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 the one who owns and the one he lost his possession. Well, the one who owns Israel is Messiah, is Jesus. So the ultimate Jubilee, the ultimate separation, the mother of all separations, is Messiah being separated from his land, separated from his people, separated from the kingdom, separated from the world. Well, that has to be undone. So the Jubilee is the restoring. The king will come to the kingdom. The king will come back to his people. All these things that we're seeing are signs of leading up to that day. And it, he not only did he leave Jerusalem, he left the world itself. God left the world. So what it's saying is also the final Jubilee, or, or almost the final Jubilee, is that God comes back to creation. And God will be, Messiah will be reconciled to his ancient people, they will look upon him whom they have pierced, and they will 
will mourn for him. They will say, blessed is he, he will come, and the entire world will be reconciled together. And that's when you'll, the whole world will have the Jubilee. That's when the, the lion will lay down with the calf and peace will cover the earth. That's the Jubilee. That's what we were supposed to have in the beginning that we all lost. But it all centers around the mystery of Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus. He is the Lord of the Jubilee. It, is there then not a, a clue as to when Jesus will return? It doesn't have to be on a Jubilee year, which means we can look at certain years, you know, let's say from 1967, 50 years, that's that's 2017. Then we go to 2067. Uh, yeah. Does that not give us a clue? I, I don't. Th- I, yeah, I don't think we. I mean, you know, we don't want to be dogmatic. You know, if there's no one the day or the hour, even though God is is revealing a lot of days and hours. You know, in these mysteries, of the oracle that we talked about. Um, I don't think it has to, but I mean, it could be linked to. I mean, because as we saw, there's a lot of mysteries going on. You know, and and even at the same time, you know, there's converging mysteries, converging times, all that. It could be. It could be. You know, but then God is sovereign. There, there's other things. I actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not promoing it because just because you said it, I'm doing I'm doing a, um, a DVD series called The Oracle Uncensored, and in that one, I'm actually gonna go with your you know go go put some things together. And we're not we're not being dramatic. So nothing has to happen when we think, but but there are some things that converge at certain times. But there's a lot of mysteries, you know. So so the Lord will do as He chooses, but I I do believe it will be at an appointed time, and I do believe also that you know just as everything He did in the first coming happened on a Hebrew holy. Holy Day. That so the the return of the Lord will happen on Hebrew Holy Days because they everything does and the, the the ones that haven't yet been fulfilled by Jesus prophetically are the ones that have to do with the return, the second coming, Feast of Trumpets, also Jubilee, the day of of uh, the day of God when when we come face to face, Tabernacles. That's all the Autumn Feast. So I do believe that we have that to go on, right. and and I do get deeper into it, but you know. <laughs> We can't give it all away. There's no, not, there's <laughs> well, no time. We'll, but yeah. we will come back and we'll touch on a few other uh, mysteries like the uh, the mystery of John Patterson, maybe the return of the yes. warrior, the matrix of years. All that yes. lies ahead. One final segment to go with Jonathan Kahn, author of The Oracle, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Well, we are into the home stretch with Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Oracle and uh, The Jubilee and Mysteries Unveiled. Let's let's talk about some of the other ones that we didn't get to earlier, yes. uh, the, the Matrix, uh, The Matrix of Years. Yes, and as we're learning, <laughs> this is my first interview with, with Richard. Uh, Richard, we're learning. We we can only touch on things. Obviously, there's so much we can't get to, but it's really cool how much we did. Um, the Matrix of Years. I only found found out this after the the Jubilee is linked to you know the, you get back again what you lost. Well, when did when did the Jewish people lose the land? Well, you know we have the year 70 AD that was Jerusalem, but the loss of the land actually began in before that. It began when the the Roman emperor emperor. Uh, Vespasian and Titus invaded the land, and they started destroying it. They started sending Jewish people into exile, and they, it all it all began. The destruction began in this the year sixty seven A.D. Now the amazing thing is 
That's the matrix. Because once you get that, that's when the destruction came, the loss came. So then when you have the restoration, it's all going to be based on when it happened. That's why the restoration, the Jubilee begins in 1867, because it's exactly Jubilee, we count 50, 50, 50, all the way, it goes back to the year 67. That's why the Balfour Declaration and, and Allen B. liberated Jerusalem in 1917, it goes back 50 years, Jubilee, to 67. That's why 1967 is the War. It goes all the way back to the loss of the year 67. That's why 2017, it all goes back. It's amazing. And actually, when these things happen, you know, when, when the land was first lost, it was in the springtime, in, in May, May, June period. Well, it's interesting because May, June is, is the crucial period of all this stuff. May 14th, Israel comes back into the world. June 7th comes the Six-Day War. Um, the first settlement in Israel that was basically the restoring of Israel happens in May. Um, all this, I mean, it all goes back to the beginning and again, talk about how God is perfect. God will restore everything that is lost. And so whatever loss there is, there's a restoration. God loves the number 50, I guess. I, I, you know, I'm thinking back to when I turned 50. That was a pretty good year, actually, my own personal jubilee. Yes, and I was uh, actually. I think that's when I wrote the Harbinger. And I was, um, and I was in Canada with you. You know, it was. Yes. It was. I hadn't been in Canada since I since I was a little kid. It was fifty years. You know, it, that's everything right. was fifty. Yeah, that's right. All right, the mystery of John Patterson. Okay, really, really cool. One of the things is that that in the you know everything is restored year Julie. One of the things that was gone from the earth from ancient times was the was the Jewish soldier after the Roman army destroyed them, killed them, or drove them out of the land, and there has been no more Jewish soldier in the land for two thousand years. But all of a sudden they they return to the land. There's something formed called the Jewish Legion. It is it is formed and and they, the Jewish uh, soldiers return to the land. What year? 1917 in the year of Jubilee. So they, they come back in the year of Jubilee. They actually drive out, they help drive out the Ottoman Empire. They're taking back their land. It's the Jubilee. You come back to your land, you, you kick the other person off. Well, well, it happens that year. The man who, who formed that legion and who led that legion, the first commander, was not Jewish. He was an Irish Christian. And his name was John Patterson, who loved, who loved the Bible and loved the Jewish people. He's the, he's the first commander. Not only did he do that, but he was crucial also in having the Balfour Declaration come in. I, I won't go into that. But also, he's called the you know, the godfather of the Israeli army, an Irish Christian uh, from the year of Jubilee. The, 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 the Israeli army was formed after what the Jewish legion that he did. But also, what John Patterson did, this Christian, um, and they were crucial in, in Israel's rebirth, is he, he formed the training ground for Israel's first leader. In his army was the first, uh, or the, the presidents of Israel, the leaders of its army. The first prime minister, David Ben-Gurion, was a, a soldier in his army. Even the, the man who oversaw the Six-Day War was in his army. Um, and finally, John Patterson, uh, he died in 1947, the key year that begins Israel's rebirth. But he even, he became friends with with a Jewish family, and he became the godfather of the firstborn son. That firstborn son became a hero in Israel, got killed. His younger brother be, uh, uh, went into politics. The family's name was Netanyahu. Mm. So John Patterson was the godfather of the Netanyahu family. Oh. And Netanyahu was the prime minister in the last jubilee you know, of 2017. But not only that, so it all goes back. He was, he was in that year of 1917, he leads the Jewish army back. When, was he, when did he begin? When was he born? 
John Patterson was born in 1867, the first Jubilee, <laughs> and he was 50 years old. I mean, I, it goes on and on. It's amazing, amazing. So uh, tell us a little bit more about how we're supposed to apply these mysteries yes. in our own lives. Yeah, well, the, fir- the first thing is that, you know, we talked about that right now the Oracle is really giving the key of the end times, and we talked about the return of the world to, you know, to where it was before. Well, there's another jubilee in, in, in the book. Uh, it's called the stained, glass, uh, the stained Glass Metamorphosis, and what that means is this, is that the church also has to return. You see, it's not just that, you know, everything returns. So what it's saying is that in the end time, in where we are now, the church started out in the book of Acts. It was on fire. It was revolutionary. It was filled with the spirit, but it was not established. It was not. It was not rich. It was, but it was powerful, and it was also connected to its Jewish roots. Well, what we're watching the church now. What the message, the prophetic message, is: there's a jubilee for the church. We have to return now as believers to where we were 2,000 years ago. We have to return to the Book of Acts. We have to return. Oh, you know, and that's what's happening. Actually, what's happening is, I mean, some are falling away, but as the world, the culture is turning more anti-Christian, it's forcing Christians to either go along with it or become radical again. God is calling us to become radical again, to become revolutionary again, to become separate from the world, yet impacting the world, to move with the book of Acts as as the Holy Spirit, and something else we lost, and and we lost our Jewish roots. Well, it's also the church is coming back to its Jewish roots. There is power. At the same moment that the Jewish people are returning to Israel, and they're returning to also Messiah, the church is returning turning to what it was 2,000 years ago. So it's an amazing thing, and that's, the, that's a, 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 a good call, but that's what we all have. We have to become radical like the Book of Acts, and if we do it, God will anoint us with a power. But also, you know, personally to say this, um, in the Oracle, it also gets very personal, and that is that we are all called to, to be restored. And, and salvation, as we mentioned, is about coming home. We've all been separated. That's why in this world we never feel at home, because it's not home, you know, because we've fallen, and we all long to get back. Well, salvation is about coming back. So God wants to restore. The power of God is restoration. He wants to restore each of us. Broken lives, broken families, broken marriages, broken dreams. God is the God of restoration. And so the power of, the, of, of God the, is the power of the Jubilee. And the, the one who is the Lord of the Jubilee is Jesus. He wants, he wants everyone listening, he wants you to take back what is yours. He wants you to come home, return to what God has called for your life. You have a great, every one of you, you have a calling on your life, and you have a life that you were meant to live, and that's why you're never at peace until you're living it. You've got the power to live it, but you need to take the power. And what, if any, what you've seen today is how powerful God is to restore, to do it all, and he will give you that power to restore. You've got to sometimes tell, you know, the devil occupies your land. You've got to tell him, get off my land. It is, I have the power of Jubilee, and I am going to take back what I have been called to for such a time as this. All right. One final time, uh, Jonathan. I, I, I want people to get a hold of this book, so um, I, I hope they don't mind, but I'm going to ask you again. Oh, thank you. Oops. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's just coming out right now, so you can get it. You can get the Oracle. is available everywhere, Walmart on shelves and uh, online, Amazon, everywhere. Um, you can get it, and also you can, um, if, you, if you want, you can get, if you get it before the end of the first week of September, you can get also $80 worth of free e-books from the publisher. Uh, just go to the oracleiscoming.com. That's it. The oracleiscoming.com. You'll get the oracle and you'll get everything else. So, I mean, you've probably, even though we've just scratched the surface of the oracle, <laughs> the actual book probably only just scratches the surface. Is, is there going to be a second volume, do you think? <laughs> 
I had to condense, listen, Richard, I condensed like 3,000 pages to get into like 280 pages. Um, so yeah, so what I, I didn't plan that at this point, but what I, what I did do, and again, I just, is I did, I did, I'm doing eight DVDs, which are the uncensored or things that I couldn't do in that, and it's going to be called the Oracle Uncensored. I don't even know how I'm offering it. I'm not even, it's just not a plug, but if you get in touch with, maybe, if you get in touch with Hope of the World is my ministry, hopeofthworld.org, um, and ask about it. We'll try to get it to hopeofthworld.org. It will have those things and, and the mystery of the mathematics of the end, but I'm working on it right now. We're getting it out. So, so that's it. I, we'll see how the Lord leads, you know? The Oracle, the Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. Jonathan, what a pleasure. Thank you. My blessing. Thank you, Richard. Okay, that's it for me. Back next week with a brand new show. My thanks to Owen Wolf and Ryan White. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. Afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416 360 0740 or toll free 1 866 740 4740. Just before the break, Jonathan, we sort of teased uh, the Jubilean man and we were talking about these uh, uh, Israeli uh, generals who were uh, taking part in the liberation of. Jerusalem during the Six Day War in 1967. So, who's the Jubilean man? Yeah, he, as the soldiers get to the wall, there's a man who goes with them. Now, in the Jubilee, and he's a rabbi, actually, a uh, chaplain. The Jubilee, in the Jubilee, what happens is, you know, everybody knows, you sound the trumpet, you sound the shofar, it has to sound. Well, amazing thing that happens, as they reach the wall, the moment of their 967 year Jubilee, they reach the wall, uh, that's the moment. At that moment, and actually, it begins when they enter the gates, when they take Jerusalem, the, the, um, the shofar is blown. The sh- and, now, the, the, as the Jubilee has to happen, but the guy who blows it is not doing it because he knows any of this. He's not reading the, the oracle. He's just, he just blows it for, an, for a different reason. His name is Rabbi Shlomo Goren. Now, the amazing thing, a few things. First of all, Shlomo Goren, he, he does it because he, he had a shofar, and he says, I have to blow this. He doesn't realize it. He sounds it, and now, in the Jubilee, the land returns to the, its original owner, and which is the Jewish people there, and it returns to its original state because it's under its original owner. Well, the original state of the Temple Mount, which is what they got in, in the, the center of the Six-Day War, uh, and the, the original state is it was a threshing floor. Remember, David purchased it. And so in the Jubilee, it goes back to the origin of the land. It, and, and, and so in Hebrew, the, the word for threshing floor, floor is Goren. The rabbi who blew the shofar over the threshing floor is named Rabbi Goren or Rabbi Threshing Floor. And, and not only that, he is, he, when was he born? He was born in the year 1917, the other Jubilee. So when he's doing this, it's his Jubilee. He's exactly 50 years old as he sounds the 50 year, 50 year sounding of the Jubilee shofar at the time. It's amazing. And, and he has no idea. And one of the amazing things, Richard, I won't get into it, but one of the amazing things is that I found as I watched this, there's always someone born in one Jubilee who then plays the, the main part 
part in the next Jubilee. I mean, it happens all the way from 18, the 1800s all the way down. It's amazing. He's one of them. And there's more to that mystery, but I think we'll, I'll touch on it when we get to Donald Trump. Uh, all right. Mark Twain, <laughs> Donald Trump. My gosh. Uh, who's not uh, in, in, uh, in the Bible? Now, um, let's, let's move quickly here because I want to get to the mystery of the yeah. uh, Masada before we get to the fifth door. What is the mystery of the Masada? Okay, well, oh, this is big, so I'm just going to touch on it for a second. Okay, there may, a few may, amazing things here. I'll just touch on One is that there was actually, you know, Masada is the grave of ancient Israel. It's where the last soldiers fought and lost, and that's where Israel ended. Uh, you know, the last stand of Israeli soldiers against Rome. And so it's the grave of ancient Israel. But amazing thing is that there was actually a scripture hidden in that, in ancient Israel's grave. It was sitting there for, for 2,000 years, and it was only, on, finally, when Israel comes back, they return to Masada, and actually Israeli soldiers return, just like the, the resurrection of the soldiers who died there, and they uncover it, and they, as they take it out, it's a parchment with a prophecy, an amazing prophecy about God, saying, God saying, I'm going to open up your graves, and I'm going to resurrect you, I'm going I'm to take you from your grave, and so it's on their grave. Now, now I'm not even going to say what the prophecy is, because there's so much, because I'm just going to say more here. Here's the thing, there's another mystery on top of it, and that is, if, you know, in ancient times, Israel lost Jerusalem first, fall of Jerusalem, then the soldiers fled to Masada, fought on that mountaintop, and then that was it. So it went from Jerusalem falls, and then Masada falls after that. The amazing thing is in the Jubilee, or in this mystery, God reverses everything. So what happens is, Israel returns to Masada after 2,000 years in the early 60s. Now if you, now what I, if you take, now I'm not going to go through it, but I'm just going to tell you this, it's amazing. If you take the time period in ancient times between the fall of Jerusalem to the fall of Masada, and you, you put it, you take the day that Israel returned to Masada, it means you reverse it, it means they're going to return to Jerusalem. And so the amazing thing is, if you do that, it's going to come, it's going to take you to the exact day of June 7th, 1967, the exact day that Israel returns to, to Jerusalem. If you t- amazing. I mean, it's, and it's, it's really just, it's mind-boggling. And this is one of the things where I, 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 nah, I'm not getting this right, it can't be right. This is God's clock, folks. Uh, All right, uh, quickly to the fifth door, because I want to get to Trump, if we can, before the top of the hour. Uh, So take us through the fifth door and how this mystery of the oracle is kind of playing out in in our own lifetime. Yes, yes. It goes all the way up to now. This is one, again, when I was in Canada in this year with you, and that's when this thing hit me. Um, yeah, amazing. So it, what, you count out 60, 1967, count another 50 years, where does it take you? It takes you to the year 2017. So that would say that there's going to be something that's going to happen in that year linked to the restoration of Israel, restora- the restoration of Jerusalem. Well, it happens. For the first time in, in, since ancient times, a major power recognizes Jerusalem as the, as the capital of Israel, as belonging to Israel, had never happened, really, in in, in, since in, in 2,000 years. In fact, to find some of it, some of what Trump did when he issues the Jerusalem Declaration, um, and he's, he's not He's not reading the oracle either. So, I mean, obviously. So, but he's fulfilling this mystery amazingly, even the time that he did it. His words echo the proclamation of Cyrus. I won't go into it right now, but it's going to, it's going to, it's going to issue all that. But let me, let me throw this in. There's, there's a chapter in the book called The Trumpet Man. And here's the thing. In the year of Jubilee, what happens? We just saw it before. The trumpet sounds, starts sounding in the year of Jubilee. Well, amazing. You know, one of the, the, the name of the president is Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, you know, the Trump can mean drum, but it can also mean 
trumpet. And so, in fact, in the Bible, the word trump literally means trumpet. And so the amazing thing is, in the year of Jubilee, what happens is the, the trumpet becomes the prevalent thing, the sound of the trumpet. Well, when was the year of Jubilee? 2017. When did Donald Trump become president? 2017. When does the Trump start sounding? At the beginning of the year. Well, he, when does he start sounding? January, the Trump starts sounding. <laughs> what happens when the trumpet, what happens when the Trump of Jubilee, so, I mean, listen, so Trump comes to power in the year of Jubilee, it's the trumpet, and, and it's a loud sound, and, you know, it's just like a trumpet, it's not necessarily a pleasant sound, but what happens when the Trump sounds, or the Trump of Jubilee sounds? The Trump, what happens is the land returns to it, it's given the authority to its original owner. The, the owner, the right of ownership is given back to the one who lost it. Well, the Trump sounds in the year of Jubilee. He, he actually issues the proclamation just within, within, within a month of the Jubilee closing. He issues it, and, in, and as he issues it, the, the right of the land returns to the original owner. Nobody could make this up. I'm going to throw in one more thing, Richard, if I can. And, and that is that I, I told you that there were these appointed words uh, you know, that God appoints. Well, the amazing thing is, when Donald, I looked at, when Donald Trump was born, he was born on a, Sabbath, on a Friday, Sabbath. There's an appointed word for that day. What was it? The appointed word, you know, he's born, is for the making of the Trump. No, no. <laughs> it's, for, it's for the, the it's the only the only section in the in the entire scripture which it talks about making the Trump, the trumpet, making the Trump, and that's when he was produced on that day. Unbelievable. Um, okay, we could do a whole show on every one of these points, but let's, oh, yes. let's talk about the mystery of the 70 years here. We've got about uh, three and a half, two and a half minutes. Okay. Um, and I don't, yeah, okay. And by the way, and, and this also goes into the future and it goes into the, into heaven and what's happened, what's going to happen in our time. But here's the thing. Um, yeah, the, the 70 year mystery, Donald Trump, one of the things he follows is Cyrus. Now with Cyrus, the, the, the proclamation concerning Jerusalem happened at the end of 70 years, the 70 year period. Well, what about Trump's proclamation? Well, the amazing thing is there is the, the, the day that, 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 uh, we mentioned that resolution, that partition plan. Well, what that partition plan in 1950, 47, that it brought Israel into existence, also separated Israel from Jerusalem. The UN declared Jerusalem a corpus separatum, it, that it had its own, it was in charge of Jerusalem, not Israel. So it also be, marks the beginning that Israel was separated from Jerusalem. The, so that's 1947. Well, count 70 years, it takes you to 2017, end of 70 years. The Hebrew says, after 70 years. Now, the amazing thing, Richard, is when I looked into the Hebrew, the actual day, it says after 70 years, if you take the Hebrew date, when that resolution was passed, when actually also was the separation of Jerusalem, till the time that that came the first recognition of Jerusalem as belonging to Israel, which is, it comes out to, in 2017, it comes out to the 18th day of the Hebrew month of Kislev. That's, that's the after 70 years. That's the day after the 70 years. That's what it says in the Hebrew. Well, when was that day? It was December 6th. It was the exact day that Donald Trump issued the Jubilean declaration on the exact day that constitutes after 70 years to the day. My gosh, that's some uh, heavenly timepiece. And just yes. very quickly, as we head into the break, you mentioned uh, Cyrus. He was, uh, King Cyrus was the one that basically freed the uh, from the Jews from bondage in yes. Babylon and said, go back and I'll help you yes. rebuild Israel. Yes, right. yes, both both things. And there's another president, Truman, who also is in the, in the Oracle, a mystery amazingly also fulfills that. And Donald Trump was born in the, the reign of Truman. They're linked together as well. Both are Cyrus's amazing stuff. Truman even said, he said the words, 
I am Cyrus. <laughs> okay. So is well, Donald Trump. It's amazing. Let's, uh, let's uh, wrap it up here. We'll uh, head into the top of the hour. On the other side, Hour 2 with Jonathan Kahn right here on The Conspiracy Show. Live from Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A big howdy to everyone listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM here in Toronto. Hiya to each of you tuning us in on one of our affiliate stations across North America, and hey there to those of you streaming us live at zoomerradio.ca, those who take the show with you on your mobile device and listen via the Zoomer Radio and Conspiracy Show apps, those of you who stream us on our YouTube channel, Strange Planet. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes and I thank you for your fine company. Jonathan Kahn stays with us for this hour, discussing the material in his brand new book, The Oracle, The Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. Could an ancient prophecy and a mysterious ordinance given in a Middle Eastern desert over 3,000 years ago be determining the events of our day? Could some of the most famous people of modern history and current events be secretly linked to this mystery? Even a modern president of the United States. Could this ancient revelation pinpoint the events of our times down to the year, month, and day of their occurring? Could a mysterious phenomenon be manifesting on the world stage on an exact timetable determined from ancient times? And could these manifestations have altered and now be altering the course of world events? Jonathan Kahn is here to take us on a journey to find the man called the Oracle. One by one, each of the Jubilean mysteries will be revealed through the giving of a vision. The Oracle will uncover the mystery of the stranger, the lost city, the man with the measuring line, the birds, the return, the day of the lions, and much, much more. So, Jonathan, we're um, as we head into hour two, we're going to sort of trace, retrace our steps ba- back in history a little bit and, and sort of cover certain other mysteries. Uh, but but we left off with uh, with Donald Trump and we left off with the 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 fifth door. Let's quickly talk about the the sixth door, which kind of takes us into another realm. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Again, there's seven doors, and, and we're basically we're just touching on a few re- revelations from each door, but there's much more. Now, yeah, the sixth door deals with the future, deals with the where we are, the end times, and actually deals with other the uh, even bigger mysteries that involve the entire world. Now, I'll just share one for now, and we'll do more later. But but here's one, and it, the, remember what the jubilee is. The, the jubilee is the mystery of return. You return to where what you lost. You return to where you where you came from. Now, there's amazing things. That, this is really going to sum up end-time prophecy. All end-time prophecies can be linked to the Jubilee. Everything's about return. But here, let me give you a totally kind of different kind of uh, Jubilee, or I call it in the book, it's called the Dark Jubilee. And that is this. Everything returns to where it was at the beginning of the age. You know, Israel, the Jewish people, where were they were in Israel? They come back before the end. They, uh, they were in Jerusalem. They come back. They return to where they were. But now, where was the world 
at the beginning of the age. Well, the, the, for instance, Western civilization, where was it? Well, it was in basically in, in linked to Rome. It was the Roman, Roman Empire. But at that time, it was pagan. It was non-Christian. It was anti-Christian. And then the gospel came, and then it became something else. But, but if everything's going to return to where it was, what the mystery is saying, the mystery of the Jubilee is not it's about the entire world, it's about the end time as well. It reveals that the world will also return to where it was at the beginning of the age, or world culture, or mainstream culture. What was it? It was, it was non-Christian. So what we're watching, we're watching it every single day. We're watching the, the world, world culture, returning, moving away from the Christian faith, and returning to its non-Christian, even its pagan uh, state that it was, anti we're watching increasingly become anti-christian and it's all happening according to this mystery it says everyone shall return to their own possession well the original possession was that so the jewish people returned to israel the, the jewish we're going to even talk at one point hopefully we'll talk later on talk about how the church also has a jubilee to return to how we do as believers but the amazing every time you see this and watch this on television you hear another news event well it's part of the mystery everything has to return so the world is returning well, yeah, there's there's a TV show. It's been around for years, but it's uh, it's like they're like gladiators, uh, and and instead of fighting with uh, yeah. armor, they you know they have to go through an obstacle course and things. But they're called gladiators. So it is. Yeah, I often watch television and think these are the last days of Rome, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 every time you see another news story, okay, the the government or this thing just said, okay, now this is not this is no longer legal anymore. They it's always turning against the Christian faith and or its roots or its foundation, you know. And the Bible actually says on the end times there will be a one world, as many people in prophecy know, a one world civilization that is linked to Rome. But the Jubilee is this is the this is the arching thing over the whole thing. It's all. It's what we're living in, and there is also. But there's also a, the good news is there's a call for us. There's a jubilee for us as God's people about what to do. We won't get to it yet, but that that comes also on the sixth door. All right. So on to the seventh door. Let's open up that seventh door. What lies behind? Ooh. Okay, the seventh door. That's such a mystery that I'm just just gonna just touch on it. Well, the the, the mystery that you believe is also is about everything. It, it salvation is part of it. it. What is salvation? You're coming home. You're returning to what God the, the what God has for you. You're you're it's your ancestral possession. That life, that salvation. That's what God. You're coming home like the prodigal son. But it's also if you read the end of the Bible. What's the end of the Bible? The end of the Bible is the return jubilee. Return to what we lost paradise. You know, at the beginning, it's all lost. At the end, everything returns to, we're coming home, to the ancestral possession. And that an ancestral possession ultimately is heaven. Our ultimately ancestral possession is is God. So the, the mystery of the Jubilee is also about eternity. It's about each one of us. It has to do with each one of our lives, about returning, because our whole salvation is returning home. And ultimately, you know, when we eternity is returning to our home, that is heaven. I'm just, I'm not getting into any detail right now. But also, the, the, it gives the keys of how to apply the Jubilee or the power of the Jubilee to our lives because it's the power of breakthrough and restoration and when you see all these things we're, that Richard and I are talking about, about the amazingness of God, of doing all these things, well that same power is for each of our lives. Uh, now, we're talking about the seventh door. There's another important number seven and that's the seven wells and this really ties into the very birth of sort of the covenant with Abraham and, and so forth. Yes. Tell me about yes. the seven wells. 
Yeah, the very first place that Israel, that, that actually the Jewish people had a claim in the land was a land that, that was over a well that Abraham claimed. It was taken away from him, and he got it back. And so when he got it back, they had an, an oath, and they called the name of the place, the place of the oath, or the, or the word in Hebrew for oath also means seven, or the place of the seven wells. And in Hebrew, that word is Beersheba or Beersheba. So that's the beginning of all these things, the beginning of the entrance of the land. Well, when Israel was, in that jubilee, when we saw that, that, that when the British Empire is coming into the land, the first place that was taken, that was won back, the first victory was the victory in Beersheba, the very beginning of Israel having the land in the first place through Abraham. And the, the, the day it happened was the exact day that the British Empire voted and passed the Balfour Declaration. God blessed them. They had their first victory. But amazing thing, and I'm just going to do very quick, is I told you that mystery about how all these appointed words are revealing what's happening now. Well, well, on the day, the ver- on the, the very time that they they won back Beersheba, there's a scripture that's read throughout the whole world and by the Jewish people in synagogues, being chanted and sung and recited. What was it? It was about Abraham taking Beersheba, the taking of Beersheba. <laughs> of course, amazing, of course. amazing, amazing. I mean, I, I didn't realize that you could look back and find out the sealed, the appointed reading for every single day in. You know, yes, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and, of years. Yeah, and, and I had to do that. I mean, in order to in order to to see this mystery, I I mean, I didn't see it. I started looking and said, wow. I mean, every I mean, it's not you can't control it. You can't tell God when He has to do it. I mean, I mean, it happened. It, I mean, it happened throughout. It happened from the beginning. We saw it with with Mark Twain, the stranger. It happens up to Donald Trump and his birth, as we saw. But it happens throughout the whole thing. It's amazing. What's the day and night of Kislev? Well, there's a there's a, a scripture in Haggai that says that that there's there's one day on the 24th of Kislev is going to be the day of blessing for you. It's going to the, the curse is going to be overturned. Uh, the kingdoms are going to fall. All the, you're going to have a blessing from this day on the 24th of Kislev. Now nobody knows when there was nothing that we know fulfilled it back then. It's talking about a blessing. He's talking about particularly Jerusalem. Well, amazingly, the day that Jerusalem was liberated by Allenby's forces from the from the Ottoman Islamic Empire first time it was liberated in 2,000 years from hostile powers back to, the, to go to the Jewish people. The day, it was the 9th of December. Well, on the Hebrew calendar, it was the 24th of Kislev, the actual day that says this is going to be the day of your blessing. And at night, that same night, all over the world, candles are being lit. And why are they being lit? Because it's the Feast of Hanukkah. And so, and what is Hanukkah? It celebrates the rededication of the Temple, and it celebrates driving the enemy out and the restoration, the liberation of Jerusalem. So on the day that Jerusalem is liberated after 2,000 years, God just orchestrated it that it's the same day that celebrates the liberation of Jerusalem. Wow. Now, so let's go back to the day that Israel was voted into existence, existence which was, again, September 3rd. No, it was voted. Yeah, that was one. September third is when the the partition plan was received, and November twenty ninth is when ah, when the vote came. November twenty ninth, forty seven. And it turns out, Richard, it was a Sabbath. So that means there's an appointed word, not just for the week, but for that exact day. So what was the word all over the world? The word. Now, now here's what they they voted on the return of Israel. They voted on the which is going to end the exile. Come, the Israel's going to come home. Well, another word for Israel, most people in the Bible know it, is Jacob. Jacob, you know, Jacob is the father of Israel. In the Bible, the name of Israel is also called Jacob, because his name was changed. So both. So, so sometimes it, the, the nation of Israel is called Jacob. Well, what was the word? The word that's all over the world 
is the return of Jacob from exile, the return home of Jacob from exile. It's being, as they're voting it, but not only that, when Jacob returns home, he starts preparing because he, he's afraid he's going to be attacked by his brother Esau. Well, on the, from that moment of that vote, Israel begins preparing because it's going to be attacked by its brothers, the Arab nations. So it's, it's, saying, it's relaying everything. It's about the two brothers and the partition. But even beyond that, when, when, that, when Israel was voted, it wasn't called Israel. Nobody knew what the name was. In fact, nobody knew the name of the nation until just about, they, they decided about two, two days before the birth of Israel, which would happen May 14th, 1948, a few months later. So, but nobody knew the name. But it was all revealed on that day, when it, the first day they, the world speaks of, the, of a Jewish nation, the appointed word all over the world was, you shall be called Israel. <laughs> the very, it, and it's when Jacob's returning to the land, his name is changed to Israel. When the, sons, when the children of Jacob returned to the land, their name was changed to Israel. The exact thing. It's all revealed on the day. What were some of the other names they, were, they considered? They thought of calling it Zion. They thought of calling it Sabra, like the cactus. They, they thought of calling it Judah. And they settled with Israel, but it was all there to begin with. It was all there in the appointed word. Ah, well, and here's just a, a little teeny tiny mystery. My baptismal name when I was uh, converted into the Orthodox Christian faith is Jacob. There you go. Oh, cool. Cool. All right. Very the, cool. the day of the scrolls. What are the yeah. day of the scrolls? When, when God restores the nation of Israel, he always first restores the word. And the, the word comes, word of prophecy, word of the, of the, of the law in Sinai, before the nation comes. The, he, he, God works by sending his word, and then he creates. Well, an amazing thing, there, there's, a, there's a shepherd boy, a, a, a Bedouin shepherd, he follows a goat, and, he, and as he's looking for the goat, he ends up searching through a cave. He throws, he throws a rock into the cave, sound of, of pottery crashing. He goes in there, and he finds these ancient cylinders opens that there's parchment, it turns out to be the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls is the restoration of the Word. Now, in the Dead Sea Scrolls are actually, it's the Word of God, the prophecies of, actually, the entire book of Isaiah is there. It was the, it's the earliest copy of the Bible we ever had. Up to, before that, it was the Middle Ages. So this proves the Bible, it proves how accurate the Bible is. God restores the Bible through this. Now, when did it happen? It happened in the year 1947, just as Israel is going to be voted in existence. It happened, you have the Word and then a few months later, you're going to have the nation come back to existence. But even beyond that, the guy who takes, who first looks at the scrolls or unveils it, interprets it, is a guy named Eliezer Sukenik. He takes the scrolls back to his apartment. He starts uncovering it. He's trembling because it's, he knows, he's getting an idea of how important this is. In the other room is his son. His son's running back and forth and giving him news of something because on the exact day that the, the Dead Sea Scrolls came to light after 2,000 years of being hidden, on the day of the restoration of the word, on that day, it's November 29th, Israel is voted back into the world the same day. The word and the nation, same exact day. <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. Yes, uh, amazing. Earlier we mentioned uh, Trump, President yes. Trump. There's, the oracle also reveals a secret behind, uh, I believe, another American president and an ancient yes. history. What's that about? Yes. Yeah, when Israel came back the first time, there was a world ruler named Osiris who was the one who released them, actually gave the word to release them, and gave them the sanction to begin to, to basically come back as a nation, um, and Jerusalem. Well, there was there a world leader the second, the second return? Well, there was. It was, it was Harry Truman. Harry Truman, and there's so much about this, but it's an amazing thing, his life is going to parallel 
Cyrus. First of all, Harry Truman's going to be the one who recognizes Israel 11 minutes after, after it comes back into the world. But people don't also know that, uh, that Harry Truman, not only before that, he actually issued the orders to release the Jewish exiles from Europe to come back to Israel. He sends word to, to Britain and says, release them just the way Cyrus does. And, the, and I'm just throwing this in. On the day that he does that, and the day he says, release them from exile, the, it's, it's a Sabbath. The ancient word all around the world is God saying, I will gather you back from exile. I will restore you, bring you back to the land of your fathers. I mean, on the day. Now, on top of that, Cyrus, Cyrus was in government. His time in rule and reigning was 30 years. Truman comes to government in the year 1923. He ends as president in 1923. 30 years. 30 years. Same as Cyrus. Mm. Also, Truman comes to, well, actually, Cyrus comes to power when he is 60, comes to world power when he takes over Babylon when he's 60 years old. Truman becomes the world leader when he turns, when he's 60 years old. Same thing. In the case of Cyrus, um, Isaiah reveals to Cyrus through a prophecy, says, Cyrus, even though you didn't know God, God says, I called you, I, I ordained you, I appointed you, I anointed you. Well, did that ever happen with Truman? A year after Truman recognizes Israel, a man comes from Israel. He's the chief rabbi of Israel. He comes there, and he comes to the office of, in the White House, and he says to Truman, God placed you in your mother's womb for this very moment to do that. He says, in ancient times, there was a king called Cyrus, and he did exactly, you did exactly what he did. You have fulfilled the, 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 the calling of Cyrus, and you will be remembered in Jewish history. Truman breaks down and starts crying. In, in the White House. Now, years later, now, well, he, well, well, Cyrus, when he would, Cyrus, when he would sign his, his, doc, his inscriptions, he would always say, I am Cyrus. Years later, Truman is at an event in New York City, and he says the words, I am Cyrus. Wow. <laughs> it's just chilling. It's just yeah. absolutely chilling. And, and Richard, in the days of that Cyrus, it was in that, in his days, the next Cyrus is born, Trump is born under Truman. The next so it's from Cyrus. Cyrus to Cyrus. Right, right. And, 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 and with Cyrus, remember, he's connected to this 70-year period. He says he, 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 come, he rises and issues the proclamation after 70 years. Well, notice something about Trump. He's, you know, Cyrus is linked to 70 years. Trump becomes president when he is after 70 years. He's 70 years old. He's a living embodiment. It's all, I mean, it's, there's so many connections. Right. It's amazing. Right. And Cyrus, didn't he help... The the Jews build Israel. Didn't he? Didn't he fund yes. sort of the building? Yes. And, and of course, Trump is all about building. Yeah, yes, great. You know, that's great. I didn't, yeah, and Trump is Trump is a builder, and Cyrus is the builder. Not only that, in the proclamation that Cyrus issued to return, he actually issues he he gives the instructions about building the house in Jerusalem. In in Trump's Jerusalem declaration, he actually has instructions about building a house in Jerusalem, which was the American embassy, but it's still a house. And he he starts saying about the architects, just like the same declaration of Cyrus. There you go. Uh, this one almost sounds like a, a you know that the Beatles song the a nowhere man he's a real nowhere nowhere man this is the man who was who is the man who was the man who was, okay, it's all about resurrection and all about, I mean, God is restoring and resurrecting. Well, he resurrected the nation. He resurrected the Israeli farmer. He resurrected the Israeli soldier. Everything that perished in the first century, he resurrects. What about the leaders? Well, the, well, the first leader of, of Israel was 
David Ben Gurion. He's the, he's he's all he's like the George Washington of Israel. David Ben Gurion. He's the one who led the war and and led Israel back into existence. Well, amazing thing I found. I had no idea, David. No idea with this. And that is that in ancient times, the as as Israel was about to be destroyed, the last among the last of the last leaders who were there at the very end, the leader was named Ben Gurion. Ben Gurion. So you have Ben Gurion, a leader, a man called Ben Gurion, as Israel ends. Then you have a man Ben Gurion as Israel is resurrected. Ben, the ancient Ben Gurion was named Joseph Ben Gurion. David Ben Gurion's middle name is Joseph, so his name was Joseph Ben Gurion. Uh, the ancient Ben Gurion, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean well, I'll just say this: it, it's amazing. I can't even get into. It. There's so many things that follow. It's like the one is the the resurrection of the other, and David Ben Gurion had no idea. I mean, he wasn't trying. He just he took that name years, forty years before he had as a pen name. He had no idea, and yet God has the idea. And one, I'll throw into this footnote: before Ben Gurion died, there, you know, there's a there's a uh, book on his in his office. They preserved it, and you know, one of the books he was reading it was the Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey about the prophecy of Jesus coming and linked to Israel. Wow, amazing! Um, we've got about two minutes. Do we have time to get into the prophet's song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, so we'll start um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. The thing is that that God gives songs for the prophets, and and that is that the prophetic songs, and that but what that they're they're songs, but they they prophesy what's to come. Well, amazing thing happens. 1967. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a song comes out in Israel, and it's a it's a prophetic song. It's a song about. Israel longing for Jerusalem, longing for Jerusalem. That, and I mean, out of nowhere, that that you know, it was still separated from Jerusalem, and so it it's introduced on the 19th anniversary of the nation of Israel, and it spreads throughout the entire nation. Everybody's singing it. I long for you, Jerusalem. It's actually based on the Psalms, which says, "If I forget you, O Jerusalem, you know, we we wept by the waters of Babylon," and it's a song, and yet it's going to be prophetic because less than one month later. Israel is going to regain Jerusalem. And on the day that the song is released, on that very day, they, the, the, the Egyptian army is massing along the borders of Israel. The six-day war is being set in motion. And at the end, and be, at the end of that war, you know, now the, the woman who wrote the song, I mean, when, actually when the Israeli soldiers went, got to the Temple Mount, they started singing the song, Jerusalem of Gold, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And, they, and the woman has to change it in the song of mourning. She has to say, now we've returned. And, now it, and, it, and so God says, you know, God, when he judged Israel, he said, I will turn your, your joy or your songs of joy into mourning. Well, it says when he redeems them, he's going he's gonna to change their song of mourning into joy. Well, he literally does it. He takes the song of mourning, prophetic song, and turns it into the song of joy. All right. We'll take another time out. Come back. Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Oracle. And uh, you're listening to The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us.
From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Owen Wolf is my technical producer, and Ryan White is my YouTube channel editor and producer. Please visit the website strangeplanet.ca. That's your portal to this radio program, my podcasts, my live appearances and events, the YouTube channel. It's all there, strangeplanet.ca. I also want to remind you that I'll be speaking at Occulticon 2019 on Saturday, September the 14th, up at the beautiful Mythwood Event Campground in Holstein, Ontario. That's Gray County. The convention runs Friday, September the 13th to the 15th. Great lineup of speakers, including Christian Kedger from Paranormal Contractor, Steve Santini with his amazing artifacts from the Titanic, psychic medium Allison Boswell, who was with us on the program back in July, Scott McClelland from Carnival Diablo, ufologist Victor Vigiani, and many, many more. And you can come for the day or camp out for all three days. Visit strangeplanet.ca, go to the events and live appearances page for more information or go to occulticon.com. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is here for the full two hours, and we're going to be discussing the Jubilean mysteries in the Bible. If you don't know what the significance of the Jubilee years are in the Bible, you're about to be shocked and amazed. Jonathan Kahn caused a worldwide stir with the release of the New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger, and then The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, and The Paradigm. He's addressed members of Congress and spoken at the United Nations and was named, along with Billy Graham and Keith Green, as one of the top 40 spiritual leaders of the last 40 years who radically changed our world. He's known as a prophetic voice in this generation and for the opening up of the deep mysteries of God. Jonathan leads Hope of the World bringing God's word to the nations and help to the world's most needy and his worship center, Beth Israel, the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. His newest book to be released in just days is The Oracle, The Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. Jonathan Kahn, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Great and great to be, always great to be with you, Richard. Congratulations on the new book, The Oracle, The Jubilee and Mysteries Unveiled. That's coming out in September. We'll tell people more about how to get that book. But let me just start right off the top. I, you know, I know what an oracle is in terms of the pagan religions, you know, the Oracle of Delphi in ancient Greece. I didn't know in Christianity we had oracles. What is an oracle? Yeah, the, the word oracle actually appears throughout the Bible and uh, in different ways. Sometimes it means it speaks of the holy place in the temple, actually, and it speaks of a revelation from God, a word from God. And uh, it says it says at one point um, th- there was a seer and, and, and people consulted as if from the oracle. So you had the pagan version or the false version, and then you have the real version, basically a prophet, um, one who speaks, uh, oracle means one, one who speaks, so one who speaks the revelations of God. And so can it actually mean the the prophecy itself as well? Absolutely, it can be, and and the yeah the oracle the the mystery itself of the oracle is is that is I put it this way: what if there was a a mystery that 
that was really really behind everything, the events of our lives, the, our world, the past, present, future, um, the, what's happening right now in current events, um, uh, really a mystery that's so big that um, it involves everything, determining everything from the world wars to the rise and fall of nations, kingdoms, the rise of America, and also it, it's the master, really the master secret of the end times, because the end times is going to be linked to all these things, and even, I'm going to throw this in, but it, it's part of it, even the mystery of Donald Trump is in there, and um, it involves also the mystery of salvation, the mystery of heaven. It's really an, one of the biggest things overarching the entire Bible, but coming true in our time, and everything from, uh, it'll involve, as we'll, we'll see, it'll involve everything from Mark Twain to Moses, from Ezekiel to Donald Trump, um, and it's, it's, it's just a very gigantic thing. My, my biggest challenge, Richard, was how to get this in one book, because I had about 3,000 pages of notes or revelations on this thing, So, but we did. You know. And also, the other thing is that I did it, for those who know The Harbinger, you know, I did it in, it's, the oracle is in that way. There's a narrative, um, where there's a story around it, but what's revealed is all totally real, and as you asked about the oracle, the oracle is a man that, that uh, a man has to go to find, to because he has visions, and and he has to have the meaning is only found, is only kind of explained by this man called the Oracle, who's on this mountain and uh, in the desert, you know. Um, and so in that, there are, in the visions, there are seven doors of revelation. And, and in the, each door, it opens up to mysteries, to the revealing of mysteries um, that start a little while back and go all the way up to where we are right now. And then it goes beyond to what's going to happen in the future. That's kind of a, it's kind of an overview. Right. It's a, you've used this uh, fictional literary device to tell the story, but the, the the oracles or the prophecies are true. They are found in the Bible. You mentioned Mark Twain, folks. He is in the Bible. Wait till we hear about this. Now, so let's. You talked about these seven doors. Yeah. Uh, so take us through the first door. Okay. Um, and and in the in the the first door you have I mean there are several mysteries and I'll start I'll I'll share one of them now. Um, and the first door meaning this there, there's a there's a the mystery really begins with Moses and he gives this he gives this prophecy at the his last words to Israel and he speaks about what's going to happen in the end times and what we're also going to see is there's there's something called the Jubilean mysteries linked to the Jubilee which we're going to see this is going to be kind of tied all together but he he gives this prophecy and in the prophecy he he says that that there that before Israel comes back into the world before the Jewish people are brought back at the, in the end of days there's going to become there's going to come a stranger uh, a foreigner or stranger Moses says in the prophecy he's going to come back from he's going to come from it says a faraway land um, and he's going to he's going to come to the land now, now the land what the prophecy is that when the Jewish people are going to be scattered to the ends of the earth the land of Israel is going to become curse, basically, a desolation. It's going to become a waste, a waste place. So the land of milk and honey is going to become a, a barren, desolate a place where there's no life. And that's exactly what happened. When the Jewish people left the land for 2,000 years, that land became uh, really the most desolate place on earth. Well, Moses prophesies that it, before, the, before they gather back, before the end, the end comes, or the end times, a man, the man, the stranger, will come. He'll come to the land. 
and he will bear witness of the, the desolation, the devastation of the land. Um, now, did this come true? Well, of course, you know, in 2,000 years, there are people who came and saw that and said it, but there's one person above all who fulfills this amazingly, and this, it's the stranger, he, he's going he's gonna to come from the faraway land. The faraway land is going to be America. He's actually going to come from the ends of the earth, which is, which is uh, the, the West Coast. He's going to make a journey. He's going to come to the land, and it's going to be in the 19th century, because that's when the devastation of Israel was at its worst. And the man is somebody we all know. The man is Mark Twain. Mm. Mark Twain is actually linked to Bible prophecy to uh, am- amazingly i mean we we learned about mark twain in school and you know tom sawyer and huckleberry Finn. but amazingly he will come there now mark twain was a cynic he he was he was a skeptic but he comes there he's actually going to fulfill it he he he's a journalist at the time he wasn't the famous mark twain we know now and he takes this journey around the world and it's all going to focus on coming to israel or on um, this pilgrimage at the end which is going to culminate when he comes to jerusalem so while he comes he has a notebook. You know, the, the prophet he says he's going to the stranger is going to bear witness. He's going to he's going to speak. He's going to he's going to record how desolate, how how hopeless this land is. So he comes there. He journeys through the land. Comes down from Lebanon. Comes through Galilee, the the Samaria, Judea. Finally to Jerusalem. And he, he in his notebook he he records what he sees. And his words actually are going to match the words of. Moses, the words of the prophecy. You know, in the prophecy, Moses says basically says that that the stranger will say that it is a total is a total desolation, and that's exactly what Mark Twain says. Um, the, the the prophecy says he will say he will speak about it being a scorching, burning uh, desolation. Well, that's Mark Twain says the exact thing. He says it's, it's it was a scorching, burning place, like like basically he's describing it like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's just totally wasted. Um, one of the one of the words in the prophecy says that he's going to he's going to say that there's not even a, 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 no grass grows there or no blade of grass grows there. Well, you look at Mark Twain's account; he literally says those exact words. He says there was no blade of grass growing there. So Mark Twain doesn't know what he's doing, but he you know he's he's again not a believer, but he's actually fulfilling speaking the words that Moses says. He does this all, and then and on top of it, on top of it, Richard, there's another mystery to this, and that is. That 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 the Bible that well actually there are appointed words that are given they're called the parashas and that that is that um, that every week on the Sabbath the Jewish people read these appointed words they're appointed from ages past they're, they're Bible Bible verses and the amazing thing that I found as I was doing this is that that God has appointed these words to be read on the days that they're fulfilled in modern times and so so here's what now back to Mark Twain he's in, it's his final, it's his last day in Jerusalem, his last full day. It's the really peak of his journey, of, of everything he saw. It's a, it's a Sabbath, and on that day, there's an appointed word that is being read throughout the world, recited and chanted in the synagogues of the world, uh, and, and even in Israel. And what is that appointed word? The word is, on that day that he's there culminating his journey, the word is the prophecy of the stranger, that the stranger will come to the land. So as they're chanting this word, the stranger will come to the land, the stranger is in the land. And, and, and Mark Twain is actually in Jerusalem, and he's walking the streets, because I looked at, the, at his records, he goes to the Western Wall. A 
undoubtedly on that day in Jerusalem, they would be chanting that prophecy when he's there, chanting it as he's about the stranger as he's fulfilling it. I Is mean, it possible no, he heard it? He heard it while he was he, there? Yeah, most likely he did, because, I mean, if you're in Jerusalem on the Sabbath and there was Jewish people there, you're going to hear the chanting. He heard it, but he had no idea what it meant, because they, they're, they're saying it in Hebrew. He had no idea what it meant, and the people who are chanting it have no idea that it's actually being fulfilled in their midst. Right. And now, 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 here's another thing about it, Richard. You know, through, you know right after, um, well, actually, when did this happen? This all took place in the year 1867. Now, it turns out 1867 is going to be um, an amazing year, because it, that year, year, you know, Moses says, the stranger's going to come, and then, right after that, it says, God's going to gather the Jewish people back. Well, the amazing thing is, right after Mark Twain comes, right after that, things start happening in the land. It's like, um, super, even supernatural, it starts being prepared for the the return of the Jewish people that's going to come about then and in, in the 20th century and to our day. But it all begins right after this, this stranger, Mark Twain, comes. And so there's going to be something very significant about that year. It's going to be actually linked to the Jubilee. The one thing, what happens is, Mark Twain goes home, and he, he's approached to write a book. He writes a book about this, and so so his testimony that it says in Deuteronomy he's going to testify, it's going to go to the whole world, and it's going to be actually going to it's going to be his best-selling book in his lifetime. It's going to make him a name. It's all about biblical prophecy, and and then things start happening in the land right after that. And another thing about this is for two thousand years the Jewish people they're praying every day. They're praying, Lord, hear our prayers and have mercy and and bring us back to the land. Have mercy on Jerusalem. Have mercy on Israel, restore us, restore us. So the kings are, Lord, hear us, hear our prayer, and have mercy. Well, amazingly, because Mark Twain's name, his real name isn't Mark Twain, his real name is Samuel. Well, his first name was Samuel. Samuel means the Lord has heard. And then and his last his last name is Clemens, which means mercy or has mercy. The prayer was, Lord, hear our prayers and have mercy on the land. And his name means the Lord has heard and then has been merciful. Oh, it's I mean, just an accident. It's all an accident, right? <laughs> it's, um, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, really, because because what it? Well, I mean, and this is just the first. This is the, the the opening. And the thing is that this thing, this mystery, and it's really showing the hand of God is in everything. I mean, in order for these things to happen and as we're going to see, I mean, it involves the whole world. I mean, I mean, every event in the world is going to involve America. It's going to involve Canada. It's going to involve every every part of the world, and everything has to happen in its exact place and and in its exact time. You know, right. and, and the thing is that that with this, you know, now now this is 1867. Now it turns out this is going to be the first year of this jubilee restoration. Now, now I'll just throw this in with, with, to understand the mystery. You know, the, the Bible, Moses also gave, of course, it's God-given, it, the mystery of the jubilee. And that is simply, for those who don't know, that on this particular year, jubilee, if you lost your land, if you lost your home, if you lost your ancestral possession, in the year of jubilee, you get it back. You return home. Whoever occupies your land has to, has to leave. You get restored. You get, you return. So the year of jubilee is the year of return and restoration, and it happens every Every 50 years. And so, now the thing is, the one people who have lost their land more than any other people, it's the Jewish people. And yet God said, in the end times, I'm going to bring them back. So when they come back, it's going to be linked to the, the Jubilee. It's going to be a Jubilee thing. The first Jubilee, and, and you're, we're going to see how everything is going to follow this, is begun when Mark Twain comes there. 
and then, and uh, not in this, I won't do it in this hour, but other strange things start happening in the land in that year. And if you take that year, 1867, and you count 50 years into the next jubilee, prophetic jubilee, it's going to bring you to 1917. 1917 is going to be the year of the next restoration, the next moving of God in this powerful way, and the next stream of mysteries. And then it's going to take you to the next one. It's going to take you all the way to where we are right now. Um, actually, um, Richard, you and I met when I went to Canada, and it was this. It was one of these years, and that it was actually being. It was actually my trip to Canada right. when all these things were happening. That's what launched this book. It was when I was there those two that week because it's going to go all the way up to our time. That's right. And and you came in Canada's jubilee year. We were celebrating right. our 150th anniversary. All right. So uh, let, let's take us to the the second door. There's so much to get through here, but let's let's uh, get yeah. to the second door. Okay. And let me just I just realized something. Let me just just uh, just 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 to frame it um, is that. Well, well, okay. You count, you count the 50 years from 1867, so it takes you to 1917. So what is, what is, could something happen at that time that is significant? Well, amazing, that takes you to 1917. 1917 is in the midst of the First World War. And the First World War, I mean, this shows you how the mystery involves everything and works through it. It's not that God causes it, the, the war, but he works through all things. It's the, the First World War that's going to bring about the second mystery and prophetic thing. And that is that you're going to, the, the people, the, the power that owns the land or that has the land that occupies it of Israel is the Ottoman Turkish Empire. Yes. They're Islamic. They are not about to give the land to the Jewish people. The last thing they're going to do. Um, but something happens in that in that that the first world war the ottoman empire finds itself on one side of the war the british empire finds itself on the other side of the war and the british empire is you know had a revival you know before this and there's a love for the jewish people and the thing is there is a there was a government in power just before the 1917 that was in in britain which actually was not for restoring the land to the jewish people and just before the year 1917 year of jubilee comes that government collapses and two people are raised up to power. One of them is David Lloyd George, becomes the new prime minister. The other is Arthur Balfour. And and they both are, are have Christian backgrounds, and they both are for Israel. So God raises them up just as the year of Jubilee comes. And they're going to, uh, they're going to issue, I won't go through this now, but they're going to issue a declaration. The declaration, of course, is the Balfour Declaration. Mm. It's going to bring, it's the land of Israel, it's going it's to give the land of what was called Palestine, the Jewish people, back to the Jewish people. That, that's the beginning. It, well, when does it happen? The year of Jubilee. But the one through whom it's going to happen, you know, is is another Christian whose name we all, many of us know is General Edmund Allenby. Allenby is now leading the British forces, and Allenby, what happens? He's going to. He was actually raised on the Bible and raised praying for these things. Now he's going to fulfill it. He he heads he heads up to Jerusalem, and now now. Alan B., you know, he did something that was never done in any war over Israel, and that is that he, he, he calls for, for planes to be used. Now, planes were just invented about like, around 10 years before, or a bit more than that. But yeah, mainly for reconnaissance, United, but he was using, he was orchestrating sort of ground forces with the Air Force. 
which which was now that, and that became the textbook for war. That he he's the one who, who mastered. He's the one, it was never done. There was never there was never a war in Israel that was that uh, over the land that up to that point that ever had used the air ever before. So Allenby uses it now. Up to that point, the the Germans and the Turks had the had domination of the air, but the 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 planes that Allenby ha- comes in, he brings in. It ends up being crucial. He drives the the other forces from the air. Becomes crucial for as you said recon- reconnaissance cover and and for even bombing but they become crucial for this and they become crucial for the taking of the final thing which is Jerusalem according to prophecy the Jewish people have to go back to Jerusalem Jesus is not coming until they come back to Jerusalem so that is crucial so it, it was crucial in the war over Jerusalem it was the, the planes are leading up to it actually allowed them to take it without any damage to the city now there was an ancient prophecy from Isaiah where he speaks about Jerusalem and he speaks about Jerusalem being delivered, and it says that the Lord will deliver Jerusalem, and it says, as birds flying, and he, as passing over, he will do it as a bird. Now, 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 I'm not saying that there's other, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's application of this before, but God is in charge of everything. So the amazing thing is, so this is the war, the first time that, if, as birds flying, Jerusalem is delivered. Now, there's a book, called, many people know, called the Book of Common Prayer. Yes. It's a, the English book written in the 1600s, I believe, or 1500s, 1600s, centuries old, and it also has appointed words, or words appointed for every day, every morning, and every night, a scripture. Now, the amazing thing is, as the war over the plains going over reaches its conclusion, as as on December 8th and 9th, as it's about to, they're about to take Jerusalem, uh, the, the, the British soldiers of Allenby, they're all, they're opening their Book of Common Prayer, and the appointed word for that day is Isaiah, and the Lord will save to deliver Jerusalem as birds flying. <laughs> Unbelievable. As birds fly. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the the very squadron that was responsible in the War of Jerusalem of saving it was the 14th Squadron. They had as their motto. Listen, their motto was was this: "I spread my wings and keep my promise." Hmm. Man, Amazing. I mean, if people can't see the fingerprints of the Lord throughout all of this. I don't know what else can be said. This is remarkable. All right. Um, Jonathan, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll okay. talk about the number of the end. Uh, yep. the, the third door, of course, Herzl's uh, countdown. We'll get to more of our conversation about the Oracle, the Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled with Jonathan Kahn. My name is Richard Serrett. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Jonathan Kahn stays with us and the new book out in September is The Oracle, The Jubilee and Mysteries Unveiled. Uh, now, it's not due till September. How do people get a hold of the book? Yeah, it's actually probably just going to be on the bookshelves when we do this. It's probably going to be sneaking out just before. But it's the very start of September, September 3rd, so it, it may already be on the bookshelves. But you can get it by, you go, just go anywhere, You actually, anywhere online. But if you go to the Oracle is Coming uh, and you pre-order it before that end of the first week of September, you're also going to get $80 worth of gifts from from Frontline, my publisher, of other books from mine. So uh, if you go to theoracleiscoming.com, you can get that special thing. But if you don't, you still can get it. 
anywhere. The Oracle is right. anywhere. And those other books, I mean, you know, The Harbinger and The Mystery of the, of the Shemitah, you don't have to read those to understand this, but it's a nice, no. it's a nice, you know, to have them all in the library yes. for sure. Yes. Yes, All right. So yeah. back to the, uh, the Oracle. Uh, we just finished with the second door and the, uh, the mystery of the birds. Uh, incidentally, what is the number of the end? What okay. This is, okay. And, and this, again, I'm just touching on some of the mysteries in each door and we'll do more later. But here's, this is in the, one other thing of the second door, that 1917, that, that, that what God did. A num, there's a number in Daniel, which it, it's a number that it says, the end of Daniel says that, that there'll be this, here's the number until the, it's speaking of the occupation, until Jerusalem's occupation basically is over, till the enemy is driven out, till what is obstructing God's purposes is driven out. Now there's, there's many applications to it. You know, and, and end time applications and all those things. But the amazing thing is the number for the ending of the occupation is the number there, 1333. You can see it at the end of Daniel. It talks about 1333 days, but, in, but the number is 1333. Interesting thing, because Richard, it, something happens in the year 1917, Jubilee, all of a sudden, the number of the end of the occupation, the number from Daniel 1333 starts appearing throughout the Middle East, starts appearing around there, and, and it comes also in the form of a a coin that has the number 1333 on it all over now that's the and now it, that's the, it's going to be the year that the occupation of of Israel by hostile powers has ends after 2000 years it's going to be the, and it's, it has the number of, of the end of occupation and it's going to be the year that muslim occupation ends now interesting thing because why do they have, why does that number start appearing it turns out that the muslim year of the year of jubilee was 1333 1917 is 1333 in the Muslim calendar. It was 1330, the year 1333, which is in the Bible is the number that the occupiers are driven, are, are ending, ends. And it's the year of Jubilee <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. And in fact, you know, in fact, uh, I mentioned the Balfour Declaration. Well, they were, the, the England was waiting on passing that. They're waiting to, they wouldn't do it until they heard from America to approve it. The day they heard from it, uh, America, the approval to go ahead with it was October 16th. October 16th is the peak day of 1333. It's the exact day. So, of, of that, so it appears. So God even uses the Muslim calendar to show when the Muslims have to get out of the land from Daniel and all converging in that same year. Right. So unless President Woodrow Wilson was intimately familiar with the Muslim calendar and biblical prophecy, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> anyway, it's it's absolutely remarkable. Okay. Yeah. So on to the third door. Yes. Okay. Herzl's countdown. Now, the father yeah. of the Zionist movement. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is a different kind of Julie. The, 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 the pattern that we're seeing is going to continue all the way to where we are now, as I said, 50 years. But there's a, there's one other cycle. And this is, this con, this concerns the political Jubilee. But it's still going to follow the cycle of 50 years. You have Theodore Herzl. Now, Theodore Herzl, as you said, people, what people don't know is he's the father of, I mean, that father of Zionism, father of Israel. They call, he's the one who had the vision early. Um, and yet, before he died, he revealed he had a dream before he died, and it was a dream of the Messiah. And it, he, he said he saw the Messiah talking to Moses about him, and he, the Messiah said, this boy is the one who's going to prepare the way for my, for my coming. So he's going to prepare my people for my coming. Now, interesting, because Herzl's going to be responsible that Israel comes back in the world, and yet we know that Jesus is not coming back until Israel comes back in the world. So people don't know that, but, and he only revealed it when he was about to die. But here's the thing, he makes a prophecy. 
he he gathers together. The, it's called the First Zionist Congress, and in that they they found they basically establish Israel. But it's all by faith. There's no Israel for a long time. But they do that, and and Herzl writes a prophecy. He says he says today he says or basically I just founded the Jewish the Jewish nation the Jewish state. He says anybody would laugh if they heard me say that now, but but it's going to happen. He says it could be five years, but definitely in fifty years he says the world will know it. Fifty years, okay. Fifty years is the jubilee again, jubilee. So the question is, when did he say it? He said it in 1897. He wrote it down. Well, fast forward 50 years, it takes you to the year 1947. 1947 is the year that the United Nations will vote Israel back into existence. The very year. And, and the whole world will know, for the first time, will know of the Jewish nation. And now it's a few months later, it will be, it'll be, it'll be uh, fulfilled. But 1947 is where it all, all crystallizes. And that's the, year, that's the year by his prophecy. But it's more than that. As I look deeper, I saw something amazing. There's a date when, you know, they, and for Israel to come back, they came, the UN came up with a partition plan. Right. That's what they voted on. Well, the partition plan was received by the United Nations and has a date on it. It's marked. It has the partition plan and has, and has a date marked when they received it. And the date is September 3rd. Now, amazing, as I look back, the date that Theodore Herzl wrote the prophecy was September 3rd. So it's exactly 50 years to the day. Oh, my. September 3rd, 1897, Herzl convenes uh, and uh, uh, convenes this, you know, the Zionist uh, conference and uh, announces the spiritual birth of Israel, although it doesn't exist in in reality. And exactly 50 years to the day, September 3rd, 1947, the United Nations votes on partitioning uh, what it was then called Palestine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, and and Rich, I'm just throwing it in because it's you, but it's it's uh, but the uh, it turns out that the release date I didn't plan it this of the Oracle is September third, same day. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> plan we didn't plan that, although it's going to come out earlier, so don't worry. <laughs> All right, uh, we've been talking about the, the the Jubilee. What is the Jubilee and code that's that's embedded in uh, okay, the ancient uh, ordinance? Yeah, amazing. It's 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 in the actual uh, ordinance of jubilee that Moses gave, which says which says you shall return. Um, you have the that's the first time you have the, the words you shall return, talking about the whole nation. You shall return. You shall return. Could there be? This is the very beginning of the mystery. It's the jubilee. It's Leviticus twenty five. It says you shall return to your ancestral land. Well, could it be that that actually holds a key, a code to a mystery of our times? Well, the amazing thing is this. You know, first of all, the 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 uh, the Hebrew date, as you know, the Hebrew year and the and the Western year are different. Um, it's five something right now, five seven something. You know, right now it's the you know they count from the year of creation according to the reckoning. Okay, so you got a different year. But number two, the way you write the year in Hebrew is by using Hebrew letters. Every Hebrew letter has a numerical value. You write it down. So the thing, and this is not you know this is not saying that you look for every word to find this. This is actually the way you write down years in Hebrew. So the amazing thing is. In in the Jubilee ordinance is the word you shall the, you shall return is one word. In Hebrew it's tashuvu tashuvu. Now if you take that there's four letters in it, and if you take those four letters, you simply add it up. It comes out to the it comes out to the amount of seven oh eight. Now here's the amazing thing: seven oh eight 
If you, what year is that? Because the, the millennial, the millennium is counted somewhere else. But the year you write out with three, what is that year? 708, when you put it onto the, what is that Hebrew year in our calendar, the year it says you shall return is 1948, the year that Israel returns. The exact year is in you shall return. The year that they returned is, is the year 1948. And not only that, I won't go into the detail, but there's, there's a, I'll, I won't go into the book, but there's a kind of missing one letter there, and I won't go into it. The one letter, it, it indicates the millennium, and this, it, it indicates the sixth millennium, which is when this happened as well. It indicates the exact year. It's all there embedded from the time of Moses. Holy smokes. Uh, and, and, and as you're, as you're, re- this is being revealed to you. I mean, what's going through your mind? Like, are you double checking saying that can't be right? That can't be right. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's similar to the, the way the harbinger came, the paradigm came that I kept saying, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and could this be? And then something would come in my mind to say, well, well you have to check this out. There, there's something here. Check it out. And I, and I, then I look and I'm like, whoa, I was blown away. Just like, you know, just like the, you know, people say, oh, I'm blown away by your books. I'm the first one to be blown away. Um, and uh, it's continuously and so much so, again, this was the reason why the Oracle is two years from the last book is because there was so much coming. Again, 3,000 pages of being blown away. That I, I'm, I'm the first one to be blown away. All right. We'll uh, take another time out. And when we come back, we'll get to the fourth door. Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Oracle, The Jubilee Mysteries Unveiled, coming soon, September 3rd, if not a little bit sooner, to a uh, an online bookstore and a brick-and-mortar bookstore near you. My name is Richard Serrett. Back to more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Jonathan Kahn stays with us for the full two hours here on a special edition of The Conspiracy Show. Let's get right to that fourth door, shall we? Yes. Okay. So now we go to the major, the major cycles. We saw 1867, the first jubilee, and you count 50 years, takes you to 1917, and that becomes the second gigantic event, the liberation of Jerusalem first by the British Empire and the the declaration of the Balfour, giving the land to the Jewish people. But they still they're there, but they still don't have a nation. Okay. We saw a special jubilee. Now, we, but if we take from 1917 and keep continue with that cycle, uh, where does it take us? 50 years takes us to 19. 1967. 1967, like clockwork, is going to be the year of the the next gigantic Jubilean prophetic event, and this is this is ordained by this is ordained by Messiah. Again, Messiah said, "I'm not coming back." Jesus said, "I'm not coming back." So the Jewish people say, "Blessed is He," and they have to say it in Jerusalem. So so Israel's got to have Jerusalem. When Israel was born as a nation, they didn't have Jerusalem, and yet yet it, it's going to happen one way or the other. And the amazing thing, it actually happens because the Soviet Union anti-God Soviet Union gives a false report to Egypt that causes Egypt and the Arab world to line up to destroy Israel that forces the Six-Day War and fulfills biblical prophecy. The Soviet Union fulfills biblical prophecy. For the first time in 2,000 years, you have Jewish soldiers entering the gates of Jerusalem, and for the first time, Jerusalem is in Jewish hands. But it has to be. This is Remember, the Jubilee is everyone shall return to their ancestral possession. Jerusalem belongs to the Jewish people. 
Now, amazing thing. I, we shared in the, the other Jubilee, we talked about the day of the birds, that prophecy from Isaiah, that where, where it says that, the, that God will save Jerusalem as birds flying. And we saw how the planes, that was the first time the planes were involved in saving Jerusalem, 1917 Allenby. Well, in that same prophecy, when I looked at it, amazing, because right next to it, it says also that the Lord is going to fight for Jerusalem as a lion, as, as, as a lion. Now, amazing things. How did Israel get Jerusalem? Well, what happened is you had one major guy, a colonel, who first he had to circle Jerusalem, circle the mountains of around Jerusalem, and kind of cut it off from Jordan. And then you had you had uh, one uh, another another uh, colonel who was the head of the basically the operation of the whole war of that war of Jerusalem. He sends word to another guy, an intelligence officer, who sends word to the commander of the paratroopers who are on the Mount of Olives, and they get the word. They go down, enter the enter the gate, and they enter the temple. Mount and they take Jerusalem. Okay, I just said that. Now, here's the amazing thing that I found, Richard, and again, I've never heard this before. I just, it was like one of those, again, blown away moments. First of all, it says the Lord will fight for Jerusalem as a lion. Now, the guy, the colonel who, who circled the, and, and safeguarded the whole area up to, to, for Jerusalem, the, the, the mountains to take Jerusalem, his, his name, he was Colonel Ari, and Ben Ari. Ari in Hebrew means the lion. So here, the guy who takes Jerusalem is the lion. It says in the prophecy, the lions will they will take it on the mountain or the mountain of God. Well, the the name of his of his brigade was called the Harel Brigade, which means the mountain of God. So you got the lion, Colonel Lion, leading the the mountain of God. All right. Then the head, the one who's the head of the operation, um, who who gives the word to take Jerusalem. His name his name is Arik Regev. Arik in Hebrew means the lion. He's a lion too. He he sends word to another guy named Arik Ahman, who also means he's the intelligence officer. It's again the lion. Well, he gives word to the commander of the paratroopers. As I said the most famous fighter, the most famous, the hero of the Six Day War, um, and the, his name is Mati Gore. Now he he leads it. Now that doesn't sound like the other names, but Gore means the young lion. <laughs> and amazingly, the two first people in Jerusalem, I mean, are, are, or, are Mati Gore and his, his intelligence officer, um, Arik Ahmad. So they, they go together, they go on the Temple Mount. Now the prophecy says the Lord will save Jerusalem, or fight for Jerusalem, fight for the mountain there, and they go to the, they're the first ones on the Temple Mount, and as, as a lion and a young lion. Well, the two of the, who go there, their names are lion in Hebrew and young lion. Amazing. Unbelievable. And, Unbelievable. and the, the gate that they go through to take the city, the gate is, what gate? The lion's gate. Of course. <laughs> of course. Very quickly, I don't want to sidetrack you too much, but I recall something about a threshing floor uh, during the liberation of, of Jerusalem. Um and, and the name of one of the yes the the, yes. the generals his, his name also meant threshing floor. Well, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you might want to save it for the next one. I can go with that. He I, in 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 the in the oracle, he's called the Jubilean Man. I mean, it's an amazing thing of him. I mean, he he has like five mysteries over him. Ah, the Jubilean yes. Man. Okay, we will indeed uh, save that uh, for the next segment. Very quickly, before, we've got about thirty seconds here. How do yes. people get a copy of the okay. oracle? Yes. You can get it even now. It's probably getting on shelves right now, but you can you can order it online anywhere. But if you order it in this uh, first week of September um, or by that time, uh, uh, you go to theoracleiscoming.com. You can you'll all, you'll not only get the oracle, you'll get about $80 worth of other books. So it's theoracleiscoming.com, and you get the oracle. But the oracle is going to be everywhere from Walmart.
Walmart to Amazon to everywhere else. Terrific. All right. Back with more of my conversation with Jonathan Kahn, author of The Oracle, The Jubilee and Mysteries Unveiled. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.